Good evening and a warm welcome to another exciting edition of Viewpoint, the program where we get into social, business, political and pertinent issues. And we also get to hear the points of view of different people. My name is McDonald Gura and I'm your host for the next uh, 25 minutes. Tonight I'm joined by the most decorated Zimbabwean comedian, Carl Joshua Nmude. Well, good evening, Carl, and uh, thank you so much for taking time to be with me on the program. What's up, McDonald? How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Who is Carl Joshua Nmude? Um... I, I suppose I'm a creative communicator, uh, if you put it that way. I'm one of those people like an oven. Whatever it is that you put in it, you probably get something that tastes very nice out of it. So uh, I'm a lot of things to a lot of people. Stand-up comedian, graphic designer, uh, motivational speaker, um, uh, you name it, husband, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. So I, I wear many hats on a day. What is the most exciting thing about your profession? Wow, my, my profession allows me uh, the most important thing, which is uh, changing people's mindsets, uh, make putting smiles on people's faces, uh, changing how they see things. Because, you know, people come, people come into my show with a lot of baggage they're carrying on their shoulders. And for that one and a half hours, my job is to make them forget about that and take them to a different world, Carl's crazy place. Mm -hmm. That's the place that I use to motivate myself because I go through so many hard times. It's only a pleasure and an honor to do that for my audiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, how would you say the development of uh, comedy as an art and business in Zimbabwe has been over the past 10 years? Well, I, I think um, in, in a lot of cases, like just the arts in general, there hasn't been a, a combination of, uh, of arts and business, uh, quite like how I bring it to the table. Obviously, I've got 12 years of experience in advertising and communication. So um, that pretty much had given me an, an idea in terms of what kind of product I could create for the market. So for the past like 10 years, we've sort of been structuring and trying to figure out how was I going to have an impact or the necessary impact in, in, in Zimbabwe to be able to achieve the, the ideas I have. So uh, trying to put together the product of Carl as a comedian, as a cook, as a, a, a someone who's seen as a responsible uh, citizen, uh, trying to make sure that the younger generation come out there not feeling like Zimbabwe is a bleak place to be, but feeling like there are lots of opportunities if I can only think outside the box. We're all educated to go look for a job, but there are some people in there that were not designed for that. And, and that's where my place is, I think, is to try and unearth some of that talent that exists where people feel like, well, you know what, I could have done this uh, differently as opposed to <laughs> mm. typing out my CV and sending it to 100 people. Now, for, for Carl, what have been the high points of that journey so far? Wow, the, the high points have, have, have been, uh, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's nice to go into my little corner and I pray to God and, and there's a whole like vision that, that comes from, from there. And seeing the, the vision actually manifest is the most incredible thing about this whole thing. I, I believe we're all sort of created in God's image and God is a creator. God created, like when he created the world, like he spoke these things into existence. And my mandate is that he's spoken to me and told me that, Carl, you will speak things into existence just like I did when I created this world. And, and I, feel, I feel almost like my father is teaching me how to do some of these things. And when I call something into existence, I see it happen. And it, you know, it, that's the most incredible miracle of all. Oh, it's interesting that you talk about miracles and you talk about <laughs> God, Carl. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Contrary to my posts. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you have been uh, known to have strong opinion towards yeah. certain religious uh, leaders' uh, lifestyles and wow. just general comments. Does that stem from, you know, the comedy routines or its personal conviction? Yeah, just uh, the, the first rule about how I, I work as uh, comedy. Most of what I say, uh, most of what I say is not my opinion. Uh, it, it, the, these are things that I, I take people's stereotypes and things that people have issues with and that kind of thing. And I present them to an audience in a way that we can discuss it without 
slitting each other's throats open. Now, when it comes to the area of scripture, like I'm a born again Christian, and I, I believe every element of scripture, whether you're pastor or prophet, it says it must be measured against the word. So at the end of the day, if there's certain things to me that appear to be arrogant or appear to be self-serving, of course, I'm going to highlight that because it's only my job as part of the church to, to highlight some of these things. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a form of correction, just like how I go corrected by my audience. If I say something that's not funny, they don't laugh. So therefore, I go back and I correct myself and I become better. If I say something that's grossly irresponsible and damaging to, to someone, I am corrected and I have to take counsel from, from people. And I think all of us are, are like that and we should learn to do that. All from, our, from everyone in, in, in government, in, in churches and, and like artists. No one is is above the, mm. is above uh, reproach. So mm. so at the end of the day, uh, what I what I tend to say is just feeling the pulse of what people are talking about online mm. and re-delivering <laughs> that uh. to them. It it has some uh, weird uh, e effects because you know I get censored by a lot of people. It's mm. not people think uh, Carl avoids political humor, but I actually avoid. Uh, uh, humor that's to do with 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 church and mm. stuff like because the death threats I get actually mm. from <laughs> church congregants is weird. You you wouldn't think Christians would threaten someone's life, but uh, they strangely do. they do. But aren't you quote unquote um, afraid of the wrath that you might get from the you know, men of God that you, you know take swipes at sometimes? Well, listen, I I don't fear men men of God. I fear God. You know, like uh, God, God is everything to me, and God, God protects me, God counsels me, God grows me. So, at the end of the day, if if I if I have to if if I have to like attend to man, it, for me that defeats the purpose of why I'm here. Why I'm here is I'm called by God to do a specific uh, job. I am a person who's constantly being refined. I'm not perfect neither are any of our pastors and prophets and so on and we just need to accept that we're not in a perfect world when i make fun of disabled people and i make fun of uh, i make fun of uh, uh, people who are rich and i make fun of people who are poor everyone is laughing at those particular jokes but then i all of a sudden there's certain people who are above making no that's not the let, let's be fair let's let's have comedy that cuts across the board because that's all it is jokes people are supposed to laugh at things that we find very difficult to deal with mm -hmm. you did say that sometimes you check the pulse online yeah and then you 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 make routines out of that yeah and you are very active on social media yeah. what are the benefits of that strong social media presence for an artist uh, social media has opened me up to a lot of audiences. You find like a lot of the the bigger artists that we have in, in Zimbabwe, the big names, don't really know their fan base that well. They don't know what their fans like. They don't know what kind of things that they, they, their fans like to do. Now, Facebook, Twitter allows me an insight, a glimpse into what my fan base likes. And, you know, I, I look at certain names on Facebook and they, they're very familiar. When a fan walks up to me and says, hey, Carl, what's up? My name is Tonde. And I'm like, hey, do you know that name like really sounds familiar? And it was like, oh, no, we're friends on Facebook. And then I remember their post and then they, they seem to to take um uh they seem to be happy with the fact that i actually do take the time to st i stalk my fans profiles <laughs> I, I go there and i want to find out because at the end of the day there are people that come to my shows but what i realize most importantly my zimbabwean fans are really important people in society they 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 make like when i just talk to any fan i find out so many amazing things that they're doing either in their communities for their families and so on and i learn so much from them and this is what social media does it, it you develop as a person because you are connected to this audience in a different way it's not just a whole bunch of screaming faces it's actual people with with feelings emotions jobs dreams you know and it's it's a huge responsibility for me to stand in front of this audience 
and, 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 and take and dissect and look at these dreams and turn them around and turn them into jokes. It's such a privilege to do. Obviously, for an art or for any business to be effective, there must be strong support from government and the corporate sector. Yes. What kind of support do you feel that comedy as an art needs in Zimbabwe from the government? I think, I think um, I, I've performed, I've had the pleasure of performing with some of the top names in, in Africa. And one of the things that, that has come across, um, the most important thing is that all of them have performed for their heads of state. All of them have met the heads of state. And I, I, I haven't had the, 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 the pleasure or honor of performing for, for, for our president. And I think uh, to, to a great extent, it, it, it is important for government to recognize that the arts sector must be connected to our leadership. In, in any way possible. So, yes, we appreciate that there were galas and stuff like that that, that were happening, but I am sure at, at, at a much higher level, there are events where the president is always there and there must be an opportunity for some of us as, as artists who are performing outside because whether they like it or not, we are ambassadors of the country. I have to sit there and answer for Zimbabwe's policies when I'm called to an interview in Kenya and in Nigeria and, and so on. So at the end of the day, if, if, if we're not being brought to the... To, to the table. It's not a complaint as such, but I think there needs to be an actual initiative that deliberately makes sure that you know the, the, the president is, is encountering as much of the arts as, as, as possible. And I think the arts industry has sort of failed to do that because even as the, the new uh, ministers were, were sworn in and, and so on, you found captains of industry calling for, for, for meetings and, you know, and that kind of thing. And as artists, we must do the same thing. As comedians, we must also say that the, the comedians would like to, to speak to our relevant ministers and you know, we would like to tell, tell you what our objective is from a comedy perspective. How do we market the country better by making fun of it? I know it sounds like a weird concept, <laughs> yeah. but there's there's no way that we can be we can be positive on stage. But we are we influence a lot of positive change in in, in people through the work that we do. Mm -hmm. It's a very important thing for comedy to exist in a country because it is the feel good aspect of of the country. It's the thing that makes people feel like do you know what that was a difficult phase we went through, but it's dope to laugh about it. Mm -hmm. And this this is what our job is in the mm -hmm. country. Just uh, drawing in on that uh, example you're using. What particular ex experience comes to mind of something that you joked about on stage, but that someone took positively and actually, you know, made something different in their lives? In their lives, um, wow. Well, <laughs> let me let me let me try and look at it a, a little bit. Um, for instance, there's a particular joke that I that I do uh, when when I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Makandiwa and, and Hubert Angel like talking about walking on, on water mm -hmm. and, and, I'm, and I'm going through what Makandiwa would be saying when he's on, on, on water and, and stuff and, uh, and I'll be talking about the fact that uh, Al Jazeera, BBC will be there obviously ZBC won't be able to make it due to transport constraints but uh, <laughs> everyone is there and Makandiwa is like before we walk on water we need to make sure that Tofana Totanga Tatora Makosawa Tolava Tata so when you, when you look at that particular joke what, what I've done number one I've told the, the world that we've got someone called Makandiwa and he is a very uh, popular uh, pastor too. I have mentioned the fact that we've got a public broadcaster called uh, uh, ZBC. Three, I've mentioned the fact that that particular, I've merged something that's very Christian and I've talked about the juxtaposition of having someone like Tin Diamond and the, their music. Now the only person who feels they've benefited from this are people like Tin Diamond and, and Junior Brown because every time they're at an event where I'm at and I perform the song, like people like immediately recognize like who they are and excited about the song that they did if only the other three aspects in that in that joke realize that i've talked about them as opposed to talking about someone else you know mm -hmm. so th those are some of the things that people need to understand that comedy is is a positive thing yes we're talking about negative things but we're talking about it so that when people are telling my joke zbc is going to be mentioned more times than any other 
thing because people say, ah, did you hear that joke where Carl was, was talking about Zebis? Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Right. So people need to understand that it is a marketing platform. And mm. if people don't utilize the marketing platform, if, if you'd rather I made fun of Beyonce and Jay-Z and I talked about CNN and ESPN, the same people will criticize me for not talking about Zimbabwe. Mm. So... I talk about Zimbabwe, you criticize me for doing that. So, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, how much uh, do you derive from your own personal experiences in terms of the material that you, 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 you have? Wow, it's, it's, all, it's all my personal experiences. Like, the one thing that I was taught quite early on as, as a comedian is that comedy is not just about writing jokes. It's about telling your story. And you are the most unique person in there. So, I'm Carl Joshua Mube, and I'm the biggest Zimbabwean stand-up comedian in the world. No one else in the world can be a bigger Zimbabwean stand-up comedian in the world, mm -hmm. but me. You know, that's my unique selling point. And at the end of the day, I, I am selling what Carl's story is. I talk about my wife, I talk about, I talk about my, 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 my family, I talk about how I react to the world. It is, my, it is the world through my eyes. And when I go out there, I don't necessarily have to talk about Zimbabwean politics and so on. I talk about Carl Joshua Nube. And for that moment, when I'm speaking in Kenya, People are looking at a Zimbabwean and understanding how a Zimbabwean deals with, with life. They look at his intelligence, they look at his upbringing, they look at his education, they look at his dreams, how far he's gone, he's come as far as Kenya. And at the end of that show, people come up to me and they're like, you know what, Zimbabweans are very ambitious people, you know, Zimbabweans are very intelligent, and I represent that, and I'm proud to, to be the kind of person who does that. You've really been globetrotting over the past <laughs> few years. Yeah. Did you just mention a few, which, which countries have you been Yeah, yeah, I, I, wow, uh, wow, we went to, uh, when we started out, we went to uh, Botswana and Selebipikwe, and uh, we went to, to Zambia, uh, did Malawi, um, Kenya, uh, Uganda, Nigeria, um, uh, you know, been to, to, to China, but didn't manage to actually perform in any comedy clubs. We couldn't <laughs> find any English-speaking ones. Uh, South Africa, I've done the circuit in South Africa. Went over to America, performed in, in Florida. Um, performed for little groups of, of people, because my wife worked on a cruise ship. So I, I used to walk around to people's tables and like tell jokes and people would just be laughing like on a cruise ship, uh, going to Bahamas and, and Florida, that kind of thing. And then performed in one of the most prestigious comedy clubs in the world. Like it doesn't come any better than this. Like I performed at the Gotham Comedy Club. And you're talking about a club where you you told like last week Chris Rock or Kevin Hart came through, you know, that kind of thing. And if you look at their videos, you'll see the same logo behind them that I have, you know, that kind of thing. So that's one of my biggest like highlights in, in my life. <laughs> you're still listening to SFM Radio of the Zimbabwe Broadcasting Corporation. This is the program Viewpoint. And I'm just uh, having a discussion with Carl Joshua Nube, a stand-up comedian, or rather, as he puts it, the best stand-up comedian from Zimbabwe in yeah, the world. In the world, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, Carl, you are currently on a national schools tour. Yes. Now, from that, is it safe to deduct that you strongly believe that uh, there is a future for comedy in Zimbabwe? Absolutely. I think um, one of the things that, that I'm doing that many artists are not doing is building audiences. And, uh, you know, I... As a code name, our tour is called the 5 Million Fan Tour. And the idea is that I am going by hook or by crook around the country and talking to as many young people as, as possible. I'm talking to them about, about reaching for the skies and dreaming big and like, look at what I'm doing and you can do much better than, you know, if Carl can, then <laughs> anyone else can. can. So mm -hmm. uh, we, we've got a number of uh, places where 
we initially wanted to go through the schools, but it's, it's such a difficult process to do that. So what we've done is we've got so many different establishments that have allowed us to do these social media uh, workshops and so on, talking to university students and giving them options for when they come out of university. Uh, we're doing animation workshop because I'm the chairman of the Animation Association in Zimbabwe. So I'm going there and I'm teaching young people how to use animation as a form of communication. Went to Chiyadza Children's Home recently just to, to, to talk to a lot of the kids, like six to to. 12 year olds uh, teaching them how to make stop motion animation so i'm literally like over this this period just going all over the place uh just you know gueru mutare chinoi all the other places in between whatever growth point we're stopping at we're just trying to find out if there's six people there to atau ranyambo that's what we'll do do you know what i'm saying um so literally the idea is that i definitely do believe that the i have a future market that's there there's young people right now like in four years from now are, are decision makers and those are the people who are going to be making decisions. Uh, just to give you one story, uh, interesting story about um, a show I'm doing in Chinoy. Now, there's the, a, a young man who's promoting my show in Chinoy. And my relationship with him is that he, I went to, to my former school to do a talk and they'd started like a film club. And from the film club, he went and when he went to Chinoy University, he went and started like, went and, you know, with a group of people started like a magazine there and they did an interview of me and that kind of thing. And then now with a couple of years later, he's the one who's actually promoting a Carl Joshua Nube show mm -hmm. and he's promoting a comedy show. But this is a person I talked to when he was still in, in school nice uniform. School. Mm. So this is also an opportunity to give young people to be able to manage a comedian say of, of my of my stature mm -hmm. in, 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 in shows so that they can actually learn what the business is like and I can talk them through how to do a comedy night what I've seen from other countries in the end they will now be doing much bigger comedy nights which will give birth to more comedians mm -hmm. because now in Chinoy there's going to be a comedy night imagine now we're going to have all the way from Chinoy mm -hmm. X do you know what I'm yeah. saying so I believe in development quite a lot. You did mention that you're part of the Animation Society in Zimbabwe. Yeah. What's the state of things in that uh, side of art? Yeah, I, we, we've been struggling for a number of years to make sure that animation is something that's communicated mainstream. Uh, but we're, we're happy that a lot of the local cinemas and theatres and stuff have come on board to help us celebrate an animation festival, which happens in December. So what, we, what will happen is that kids will be able to go to, to your local cinema you know, like in, in town, Westgate, whatever it is, and be able to watch animations, but also meet animators will be there because we'll designate some animators to explain to people you're about to watch a movie called The Smurfs, for instance. This movie was made in 3D and mixed with, with live action. If anyone's got any questions on how you can do it, we've got workshops that are happening in Belgravia and people can come through and, and that kind of thing. So the objective now is to make sure that we are telling as many people that animation is a career that you can consider. It's an, because we need that many people in order to start making movies uh, in, in Zimbabwe. We've got the scripts, we've got, uh, we've got the, the, the knowledge. What we now need is the animators, lots of people who are able to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's what the objective is, is to try and build uh, uh, animators but we've got a nice crop of, of talented people willing to train Carl if you had the privilege of going back into the past and undoing one thing in your life what would that be undoing uh, one thing in my past um, I will undo to some extent uh, the moment when my parents sent me to, to England to, to study nursing because I think there was, there was a gap in my, in my life from about eight, 18 till I was 22 where I, I, I pretty much had thought that being artistic was, was useless. I couldn't make anything of it. You know, when you grow up and you're a child with, a, uh, for instance, I have a very high IQ. 
and i i was constantly always bored in, in school and you know like even when i skipped i skipped grade five but i got lost it wasn't because i was i was intelligent or anything but i got lost and went into a grade six class instead of grade five but even then i was just always constantly bored in school because what they were teaching me is not what i wanted to do in life i really wanted to i saw myself being this mega billionaire in this world and like making such a huge difference and and creating all these like different products that people would consume and making a difference and being you know the most well-known african you know on on the planet and then at some point in my life in that age of 18 to to 22 i constantly i just lost that belief because you know like obviously our parents were not were not brought up to to recognize uh, giftings or, or talent within a, within a young person like i mean I, I i understood what i was about ever since i was like five years old i knew what i wanted to do so you know it, it's difficult having to try and convince your parents that you already know what you want to do when mm. you're a child and i'm the same person i was when i was five there's not not a single idea has changed uh from from then i'm literally doing everything i i conceived and thought about mm. when i was that young so and so what is your mantra for life wow uh I, you know, I, I just believe in being the best you you can possibly be. Not trying to be someone else. Like I, I want to be the best me. So when I look at Carl and I look at, I look at myself as a product. I'm like, what's the, what's the best thing that this individual could possibly achieve? He's got eyes. He's got a brain, hands. He can walk. Uh, how do you push the, the, the envelope? You know, uh, what, what kind of weight do I need to be? What kind of, you know, uh, what, what are the things that I need to change or keep the same? But it's just being the best me. Well, our time is fast running out on us. Let <laughs> <laughs> the alarm going off. It's like, ah, oh, we're done. <laughs> so, what would be your parting shots? Wow. Um, you know, uh, I, I would say like a Thompson's Gazelle. I know people are going to find this very weird. But a Thompson's Gazelle, if you understand what a Thompson's Gazelle is, it only knows how fast it can run when it's being chased by a cheetah. So what you have to recognize in your life, if there's something that seems to be hounding you or causing you grief or pain, it's only causing you to perform better. Mm -hmm. So hunger, homelessness, lack of money, all these things are causing you to engage in a fright and flight response. So whenever something bad happens in my life, I always know and I thank God that, you know, I thank God I think I'm on the right track. When I see a hater, I'm like, dope, throw a brick at me. There's a house I need to build. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. people need to understand is is that you're being caused to perform better by all the negatives that are happening in your life. Wow, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the, on the cool, show. Cool, it was a pleasure. That was uh, Carl Joshua Ngube, the greatest uh, stand-up comedian in Zimbabwe in the world, as he likes to put it, <laughs> uh, joining us on the program Viewpoint. And uh, we're just having a chat with him around his life and the arts industry and comedy in Zimbabwe. But uh, many thanks for joining us on the program Viewpoint. And uh, my name is McDonald Gurura. Until next week, same time, 